0: Today's episode is presented by Clarks. Clarks' story began almost 200 years ago when Cyrus and James Clark made a slipper from sheepskin. At the time it was groundbreaking, the combination of invention and craftsmanship that remained at the heart of what Clarks does. From the very beginning, Clarks has always thought differently. Brilliant ideas are what set Clarks apart. We are teaming up with Clarks and Podgo to bring you up to 30% off on select items, including on the iconic Clarks Desert Boot by going to podgo.co slash Clarks. That's podgo.co slash Clarks. You are listening to you are listening you are, are listening a multilingual affair, you are. a a Month of March, beautiful souls. You are listening to Chandler, vous A Multilingual Affair here on CKUT 92.3 FM with Tekke, your reggae fusion artist, lady who wears many wraps, and colourful ones at that. We are celebrating my Earth Strong Month. Oh yeah! I'll be releasing another independent single which is called Everything Is Gonna Be Alright. Just imagine. <laughs> Next Thursday, we have a fantastic guest, a director, dramaturge, writer, and the winner of the Pierre Elliott Trudeau Scholarship Award, Diane Roberts. Joyeux mois de mars, belles ames. Vous écoutez Un Multilingual Affair, comme d'habitude. Mais c'est moi là. On célèbre ma fête la semaine prochaine. Et je sortirai un autre single, indépendant qui s'appelle Everything is gonna be alright tout va bien uh, on a un fantastique invité une réalisatrice, dramaturge scénariste et lauréate de la bourse d'études Pierre Elliott Trudeau Diane Roberts qui vit maintenant à Montréal Félix Mes de Maffo hermosas almas. Estamos celebrando mi cumpleaños y lanzaré otro eh, single independiente. Everything is gonna be alright. Todo va a estar bien. Y lo vamos a hacer la próxima semana, el jueves. Entonces, el próximo jueves. Tenemos una invitada fantástica, directora, dramaturga, escritora y ganadora del premio de becas Pierre Elliott Trudeau Diane Roberts otra vez Diane Roberts otra vez Diane Bueno vibraciones llenas de alegría para ti y tus seres queridos de vibration plein de joie pour vous et vos proches Full of joyful vibes for you and your loved ones so keep it locked you're done now
1: Yeah. Wow.
2: outside, sit in the green garden, nobody out there, but it's okay now, in the sunlight, don't mind if rain falls, take me outside, sit in the green garden, oh. A butterfly, high as a tree tall, down again, putting my bag down, taking my shoes off, walking the carpet, green.
3: proud of you
4: Daylight
5: It's happiness to come. point of view can help you make it through. Moving forward, reaching confidence to fulfill my dreams. Getting round and less moving forward. Believing in myself this time. In myself this time. La, la, la. Now that you eat your feelings that are growing in your soul, oh, growing in your
1: soul.
0: Oh, yeah, look how I've changed up the, the vibes this morning, huh? <laughs> A different groovy, jazzy, afro, funky kind of vibes. On a uh, on a commencé avec Federico Obel esta noche, Laura Mbula, Green Garden, Irma, I know, Papik, This Happiness, ou uh, avant c'était Glasper Experiment Afro Blue featuring uh, Erica, Erica Badu. Uh Ya up there's happiness. So keep it locked, we've got a great interview that will be done in two parts, so just hang tight. Also a quick reminder, the annual Sister Fest, which is in recognition of International Women's Day Masana Productions, uh in association with Rastafest, will be done on Monday, March eighth. 3 to 4 p.m. So once again, Sister Fest is on March 8th, 3 to 4 p.m. EST. Uh, we've got a uh, great uh, lineup. Uh, Abinah Sam, Shaki Alin, Fancy Lady, Princess Trinidad, Petra, yours truly to keys, Donna Makeda, Jade Faith. So tune in to www.rastafest.tv Once again, www.rastafest.tv Rastafest.tv, and that's March 8th, 2021. It is happening, folks, 3 to 4 pm. Keep it locked. Here on a multilingual affair on CKUT 90.3 FM. <laughs> You are listening. To me. You are listening. I'm 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 listening. I'm
6: listening. I'm 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 listening. i am listening i i am listening i am listening i i am i listening i am listening i am listening i am listening i am to i am listening i am listening i am listening i i Yeah, we'd like to bring it back to 1994. My name is C.C. Rogers. Chillin' out with Jester Funk. Said a little something like this. It went down like this.
0: listening to A Multilingual Affair here on CKET 90.3 FM. We have a special guest in the house. Not only is she an amazing individual and super intelligent, she happens to be a friend. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Diane Roberts is an accomplished director, dramaturge, and uh, writer, cultural animator, who has collaborated with innovative theatre visionaries, and interdisciplinary artists for the last 30 years, plus I imagine. She's also one of the two honorary recipients of the 2019 Pierre Elliott Trudeau Foundation Scholarship. And some of her most exhilarating work has included a play that I have seen, because it's a breakthrough one, from Marie's Newton's Sal Capone's, the Lab- well how do you say that word? Lamentable. I
1: think
7: yes,
0: <laughs> Nominated for five major awards, including Best Production. Hello, Nuestra Invitada Especial is es a director, dramaturg, escritora animadora cultural, who has collaborated with a lot of people and has received a Beca de la Fundación de Pierre Elliott Trudeau in the year. 2019. Donc, on va parler avec la réalisatrice, dramaturge, écrivaine et animatrice culturelle qui accomplit qui beaucoup de visionnaires avec le théâtre novateur et des artistes interdisciplinaires depuis 30 ans. Alors, je vous présente. Presento, I present to you Diane Roberts yes
7: <laughs> hello lovely hello thank you for that lovely introduction
0: ah <laughs> oh, it's my pleasure and so well deserved
7: <laughs>
0: we have so much to talk about because the last time we spoke we actually had an interview and mm-hmm. uh i recall we were talking about the sal capone's um the tragedy oh yes yeah can you need to tell me what has been going on with you since then? That's been some years back up till now, because you are currently in Montreal. You are now the recipient of the Pierre Elliott Trudeau Foundation Scholarship. Congratulations, that's a big thing. So we're going to talk about so many things, but let's start off with the South Capone um, production.
7: What have you been? Right. Well, actually, it's interesting that you you are asking about that now because I'm working with Omari Newton on. Um, a, a companion piece to that play. That play was produced at the National Arts Centre. I think it was in 2018 that we had our last conversation about it, and um, uh, it's toured uh, five cities and uh, uh, in Canada. And um, yeah, just uh, it, it was a, a, a real success in terms of uh, being able to tell the story of these young kids that are dealing with, uh, the police shooting, um, of their, uh, DJ, um, Sam I am their DJ gets shot and they are trying to deal with the feelings that come up, um, and their hatred of the police, but also their responsibility as friends of this DJ, um, the responsibility, uh, that they have as a friend. So that was that play and this uh, new play is uh, called Black and Blue Matters and it's being produced by Black Theatre Workshop and it'll be produced in 2022. We were supposed to actually do it this year but because of the pandemic it was pushed uh, like most, many of the theatres were closed down a year ago <laughs> this month. Mm, yes of course. Um, yeah, so so it's given us a chance to really dig in deeper um, to the development of the play, and and this play really deals with uh, the the two main characters are in it uh, are Sam, the DJ that was shot in Sal Capone that every, all the kids were lamenting over. Right. So that this new play stars Sam and the policeman that shot him. So they are in a rap battle, um, basically uh, in a court situation with uh, the judge being Papa Legba, um, and this this new court is called the Oppressed People's Court. Oh wow! It's kind of an Afrofuturist kind of. No, um, so it, it's it, it's
0: futuristic. Yeah, but is it is it so speaking of the life before, perhaps going backwards before he passed? Is that what? that's well or, or is it sort of like a futuristic where is he
7: now he's in a future well, this is, <laughs> where is he now is a really good question for the play because it's um the idea is that uh it's supposed to be on the same timeline as sal capone so mm-hmm. in sal capone sammy is in a coma the whole play he's ah. in a coma and so this play sort of is inside the mind of sam as, right. it, while he's in a coma. So he's kind of in this liminal space.
1: Right. Uh, right. Before
0: the... he died sort of thing. Um, yes, exactly. Okay, yes. so let's go back because many of our <laughs> listeners might not know exactly what the the, the actual play Salcope was based off. Because I believe mm-hmm. there was a tragic situation that occurred in Montreal yeah. and it was an so could you give us some background on that?
7: Yeah, well, Omari was inspired to write the play after finding out and hearing about the shooting of Freddy Villanueva, who was a Honduran youth shot by a police officer here in Montreal. And uh, it took about five years from the time that uh, uh, Freddy uh, Villanueva was shot, uh, for, uh, which was I think 2008 when um, Omari started the play to 2013 when we premiered the play and we kept thinking, oh, this is not going to be relevant um, because it takes a while to develop the play and also the funding cycles delay things. So, (laughs) you know, when we were producing in 2013, finally, we were worried that it wouldn't be relevant anymore. And unfortunately, it was still relevant. And in fact, um, when we were just about to go up in Montreal, there was another shooting in Toronto of a young boy on a, on a TTC bus, and his name was Sammy, which was the same as our character. And Sammy um, Yatin, it was Sammy Yatin, he was shot nine times. And in our play, the character was shot nine times. So, you know, it was really quite eerie, the fact that uh, the story was playing out in real life but we had already written that story and fictionalized that story in our Wow, it's almost
0: like our ancestors were giving you messages, you know?
7: Um, Well, that's my (laughs) theory,
0: Me and my spiritual being, my ancestors (laughs) lives on. Mm -hmm. All right, so um, let's talk about this amazing adventure that you started off in, in terms of in 2019, you were one of the two people who received the Pierre Elliott Trudeau Foundation Scholarship. This is something that's quite magnificent, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Why, first of all, did you decide to do this? And how was the process for you,
7: Well, uh,
0: as, a, as a woman, a black woman?
7: Yeah, uh, uh, um, the Pierre Elliott Trudeau Foundation Scholarship is for PhD students. Um, and so, I, d- I had decided to go back and do my PhD to study this um, process that I've been developing and worked on for the past 18 years called the Arrivals Legacy Project. And so, I, I'm actually um, one of 20 people across Canada that were chosen for the, uh, for the um, award that mm-hmm. were granted the award, but it, at Concordia there were only two of us um, that got the award. Okay,
0: yes, I read that in the paper. Yeah. Right, it's about 20 people normally get it a year, I believe, yeah? So,
7: yes, years. that's right, okay. that's right. And what was really great was that our cohort, was it was the first year that we had such an intercultural cohort. Mm. Um, in previous years, they, it was, there were a lot of um, white scholars and a few people of colour Uh, uh, maybe a smattering of indigenous people that went through the program, but um, there was a real concerted effort in the year that I received the award to um, try to uh, create a a diverse cohort that could then look at the theme of power and knowledge together as this diverse cohort. Um, So... So I don't feel, I mean, for the first time, sometimes in these situations, you're the only one. Mm-hmm. But what, what's really great about our cohort is that we have, there, there are some incredible scholars and um, activists and amazing people that are, uh, that are my colleagues, that, I, that I'm proud to call my colleagues, um, who are doing some really interesting research projects. And we're gearing up to create um, a, our, uh, a conference that will kind of showcase the different areas of research that um, uh, the 20 of us have and also to engage the community in different ways. Um, now, yeah, so.
0: That's great. All of this I noticed that um, the, the, you were acknowledged in part for being Garifuna, Afro Caribbean, yeah, I, I, that was like, wow, I, I love that. Can you, cause you, have got a mixture of heritage, but you know what, what is the Garifuna that you, we speak of? Can you perhaps educate our listeners in terms of, of the background mm-hmm. behind that?
7: Yeah, the Garifuna peoples right now, they, there are multiple diasporas, but the the main one is in um, Honduras, Belize, Nicaragua, and uh, Guatemala. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, they were people that were born actually where my father was born in uh, Saint Vincent. They were called the Black Caribs. They were actually named the Black Caribs by the British when the British came to tri- to colonize uh, the island. Um, And they were um, a mix of um, of, uh, Kalinago people, um, the indigenous peoples of um, the Caribbean, of that region of the Caribbean, and um, and Africans. And there's two different mythologies. That uh, and I say mythologies because there isn't a really clear historical source that will give the you know the. The origin story, the true origin story, but one story is that um, they, they uh, the Black Caribs or the Garifuna peoples, <coughs> were birthed out of uh, the uh, meeting of uh, Malian traders c- coming down the Gulf Stream um, and meeting with meeting and trading with the uh, indigenous people. Um, at the time. Um, And the other, of course, is the slave narrative where there's a ship um, that uh, marooned on the island and the uh, indigenous people shielded them in the mountains.
5: Um,
7: So there's those two stories and I think there's probably a combination of both.
0: very interesting. Yeah. Yeah,
7: those two stories circulate. And so, yeah, they, they the uh, traditional name in, in the Arawakian language is Garifuna, and it means cassava eating people, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> well, in yeah. the Caribbean, we do
0: like old cassava.
7: <laughs> yeah, and it was a real, um, it was an important, um, not just a food. Um, no, a significant. A food, of, yeah, it was a significant. Of the time important uh, route for them. Um, Yeah, so so I discovered through this process that I developed, the Arrivals Legacy Project, I I discovered my Garifuna roots um, just through uh, the sort of uh, creative, uh, spirit-based research that I do through the Arrivals Project.
0: We're going to take a short musical break, so keep it locked. Before we continue, the reasoning with Diane Roberts. Yeah, it's Mr.
6: Feud.
0: One, listening to one, multi-level affair. One, get right into the channel. One, multi-level affair.
8: One, multi-level affair. Lava am café Feo! café Feo! na Feo!
0: Diane, you've come a long way, you're going far, where are you presently? And what do you anticipate doing in the next couple of years or so? What is on the menu?
7: Yeah, well, I'm still, I'm. I'm right now I'm just studying for my comprehensive exams to get uh, the sort of uh, theoretical grounding that I need um, to conduct my research. And the next uh, step in my uh, PhD journey is to go to um, Central America, to some of the Garifuna communities and also the second diaspora which is in uh, Los Angeles, the biggest areas uh, for migration for the Garifuna are Los, Los Angeles, New York and New Orleans. So I plan to do a sort of a backwards journey, a uh, migration journey. Of yeah. the, Garifuna so that I end in St. Vincent, but oh, I'll start in the U.S. and move my way through Central America and just meet and um, and uh, get a sense of the land and the roots, it's sort of a settlement uh, celebrations that happened in the different places that the Garifuna landed. So I plan to, over the next year, a uh, couple of years, to actually um, touch down in each of those celebrations, and get to know the communities, um, and uh, ex- exchange artistic and creative practices, and then at the end, I'll, I, I uh, plan to, my dissertation will be a creative one. So it'll be a mix of a probably an exhibition or installation, a performative installation, and publish my dissertation.
0: <laughs> that's, that's, my that's how you do it. Sisters yeah. being proud because we are celebrating, you know, I'm not one for holidays, I don't except for Valentine's Day, I must admit. I love that. Love day is a different thing. But we have International Women's Day, and it's mm-hmm. great to honour and celebrate, you know, um especially the woman whom I find a black woman and uh we, we we have the biggest struggle, no lie in, in this world, period. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hands down. And so we're slowly progressing and probably at a quicker speed these days because more and more we're becoming more prominent in in the world in terms of everything and anything. And give thanks for that. But what I'd like to know is that for you, for the 30 some years that you have been going through this um, period of um, creativity and learning, how did you find your journey and perhaps what were some challenges that you faced, one challenge perhaps, and how did you overcome it? I like to um, ask these questions because this program is also to help to stimulate the mind and to inspire others because we know it's a struggle and especially in our communities. So tell us a little bit about that.
7: Yeah, so so you want me to tell you a struggle that I've had and how I've overcome it? Yeah. Yes, okay. okay. Um, well, I think right now my 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 struggle it has been sorting through um, the sort of the theoretical approaches to my PhD. It feels like in in some ways I'm I'm pulling against something. Um, I'm pulling against myself in a way mm-hmm. because of, of my my work has been very much about uh, being active and in research and, I mean, in creative research, and and that's an active process for me. And it's also been um, very much tied in with traveling. Um, um, my, my culture, the Garifuna peoples are nomadic peoples, and I think that I've inherited that. So now that, you know, being kind of forced Partly by the pandemic, but also by uh, the nature of the, the kind of theoretical unraveling I'm doing it is a real challenge for me to sort of sit still and to be in this place where I'm unraveling these really com- complicated and complex theoretical... <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, it changes yeah. up the,
0: your routine, your, your, your norm, as we say. So yeah. dancing is difficult. Yes, I understand the world yeah. has changed. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but you know, I, that would have been my next question actually, and I'm glad that you answered that. I also wanted to see your struggle in terms of being a black woman in that industry as well. Uh-huh. Yeah, because there there are things that that, that are hard for us at, at times, and I wondered if there was something that stuck out in your mind that you would like to address.
7: Yeah, I mean, it's always been a struggle to um, be seen in this business and to be uh, recognized for the work that I do, because it's still very much, the theatre is still very much um, a white discipline. So, um, you know, as much as theatre companies are trying to open up and become more diverse and, you know, all the blah, blah, blah speak, um, it's still, they're still holding the, the power in it, um, through funding, etc. Mm-hmm. So it can be really quite frustrating to navigate those, those doors, <laughs> you know, how, those doors and gates that, uh, gate it. That right, get, that the gate- kept
0: closed, or, or at least they're locking yeah. it, or putting a bar through it, something to prevent you from getting through easily. Well, um what what steps do you think can be taken to rectify this? Um,
7: Well I mean I think it's really there's been a shift over the years in that there's more of a critical mass of us uh, of um, racialized artists um, who and indigenous artists who are collaborating together Mm -hmm. so this idea of you know putting our energy into saying let me in let me in to you know the mainstream or the powers that be is a way can be a waste of energy because you're always just looking out your your gaze is out but if if you put that energy of let me in into yourself and into the community of people who are interested in the the kinds of work that you're interested in it just can be so generative and that's you know, when I created the Arrivals Legacy Project, it was, in many ways, to redirect my energies from, you know, being asked to sit on a diversity panel and having people ask the same questions, thinking, well, don't you think things have changed? And you're just sitting there kind of going, well, they haven't changed because you're still asking me to sit on these panels and I'm still not getting work in your theatres. So. Right. So it's just you know it can be it can be this self destructive kind of process of trying always to knock on their doors but you create your own doors and you create your own community exactly. and and focus yourself into your own work mm-hmm. so that you can actually build from there and then they start sort of knocking on our doors exactly they'll yeah. start knocking and they I'm have, and, it ha- and and it's happening, you know, they are, because they're in a desperate situation now, you know, I, I remember um, the that poet at one point, her name is uh, Lillian Allen, she used to say those that, or, or, or in times of austerity, those that have get less, those that have less Get none. Oh, get none. And those that get none, na- or those that got none, are even more separated from the potential of ever getting. So, oh wow, just to, <laughs> I was not know, just be, that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's so it's really something to sort of to keep in mind that we have to get for ourselves mm-hmm. that we can't expect that those who have. You know, <laughs> are are going to share those or just hand it
0: over like that? Yeah, yeah.
7: I think, yeah. It's,
0: and this is this is a wonderful thing to end on because it, it is you're so correct. It's, it's time, and I love that, that we are doing that because I commented on that when I since my return to Canada so many years now, um, where I recognize that you know the groups as we call themselves minority. I don't like that term, but I'll use it just because it's a statistical thing, but the groups of minorities that have been cast aside they're actually grouping together
1: yeah they're becoming
0: yeah. one and it's wonderful to see that because you're right it's not about being accepted anymore by others it's really being accepted accepting yourself <laughs> the other yeah. thing is about self love you know i always say that the cure to everything is love but most importantly self love because i figure mm-hmm. if you love yourself there's absolutely no way you're going to have hate towards another. You're going to have jealousy towards another because it's all about self-love at the end of the day. <laughs>
7: yes, yes, yeah.
0: Well, as you don't prefer, it has been a pleasure. Um, thank you yeah. so much for joining us and, and, and to enlighten us and to keep us up to date with what you're doing. Um, if you've got any last words, please let us know. And let us also know how we can find you, how we can reach out.
7: Okay. Um, yeah, I, it's it's great that we're talking today because on Sunday I have I'm doing a live conversation um, on YouTube. It's it'll be on the Black Theater Workshop uh, YouTube channel. Um, it's at 11 a.m. on Sunday about a project that I just completed, which is was called the Arrivals Belonging Project, um, and that was really uh, working with artists to explore black histories that are black English histories in Quebec, um, and it was a really special project that we did. It was the first time we had done uh, a digital version of the Arrivals uh, workshop. So that's coming up and yeah just visit the website uh, www.arrivalslegacy.com And it's at what time? It's this Sunday? This Sunday at eleven a.m. At
0: eleven a.m. and it can be found on what YouTube Live or Twitch or, or not? Yeah, YouTube. yeah,
7: it's uh, on YouTube. Um, and it, uh, the Black Theater Workshop,
0: okay. Black Theater
7: Workshops uh, YouTube channel.
0: Wonderful. And if not, just Google search. Yeah, yeah. Diane Roberts. <laughs>
7: <laughs> right. Or a rice project. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Or. Arrivals Belonging Project. Or
0: Arrivals Belonging Project. Once again, yes. lovely. Thank you so much. And it has been a pleasure.
7: Yes. Thanks so much, to You're welcome. Cheers.
0: You are listening. You You are en en On CKT
9: Je ne manquerai de rien. Il me fait reposer. Dans de verre, pâturage Il me dirige. Près des eaux paisibles Il restaure mon âme Il me conduit dans les sentiers de la justice A cause de son nom A cause de son nom Et quand je marche dans la vallée Dans l'ombre de la mort Je ne crains aucun mal, car tu es avec moi. Je ne crains aucun
1: mal, car vous êtes
9: avec moi. Bahur atah Adonai Bahur, bahur Shema Bahur Raba Yerushalayim Barou,
1: Barou, Barou,
9: Barou, Barou, bible to the quran a revelation in jerusalem shalom Salam
0: once again it's that time to say see you later but before saying see you later uh on va faire le mots esperant inspirational words las palabras inspiradoras don't focus on regrets Find your inspiration in what you can do now. Ne vous concentrez pas sur le regret. Trouvez votre inspiration dans ce que vous pouvez faire maintenant. No se concentre en los arrepentimientos. Encuentren su inspiración en lo que puede hacer ahora. Please don't forget to check out Sister Acts which is happening this monday march 8th 3 to 4 p.m uh muchas gracias merci beaucoup thank you once again to diane roberts and uh todos los jueves tous les jueves every thursday from 6 to 7 a.m keep it locked and have a fantastic week all right you're done now here on cket 90.3 ama with the kings <laughs>
9: Quran, Revelation time, shalom, shalom. salam, alaikum. you can see Christian, Jews, and Muslims living together and praying, amen, let's give thanks and praise, adonai, Yerushalaim Parour Adonaï Parour a pa Yerushalaim Je ressens l'amour je voyais je t'aime Je t'aime, je t'aime Jérusalem, here I am. Israela Tease Natural
0: Teas natural. Natural, natural Integrity Natural, Tease natural integrity. was developed Tease with anyone in mind natural hair and body products for growth, repair, moisture and shine. Handmade to orders, no preservatives, parabens, or sulfates. Product used from head Product to toe to, from toe to make you to to feel, feel to make
1: and smell
0: fantastic. To Go to tiznatural.com, tiznatural.com. do get, teas teas get teas yours today, teas you will teas regret teas it. will. Natural, integridad natural. Tiz Natural fue desarrollado pensando en todos. Productos naturales para el cabello y el cuerpo, para el crecimiento la reparación, la hidratación y el brillo del cabello hecho a mano por encargo sin conservantes, parabenos ni sulfatos utilice el producto de la cabeza a los pies para que se siente y huela fantástico teasnatural.com t-i-z natural.com teasnatural no se demore, obtenga el suyo hoy, no te arrepentirás no